Happy Friday, and thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, spring football game is here. We're going to talk about all the scuttlebutt that has occurred during spring football and what you need to know going forward. Let's get started here on Locked on Wildcats. You are Locked on Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. As always, I am your host, Mike Luke. All right. Arizona spring football is here. Now, we have got a lot to get to. But first and foremost, we're going to go position by position, tell you what to look for, what not to look for. And there again, there's all kinds of different things that we could look at. And that's where we're going to get started here. But first, we've got to start at the quarterback position right here. The uh, you look at the uh, you look at the U of A quarterbacking spot, and I think it's uh, fair to say that this is about as deep as it's been in quite a while. And um, you could say, well, you know what? I'm going to take that with a grain of salt. Would totally understand that grain of salt. But we've got to be honest here. Jaden Delora at the QB position is amongst the best that Arizona has had in a while. Again, he is far from perfect. Nobody's going to ever sit here and claim that he is perfect. But what he does do, though, is he is one of the better quarterbacks in the conference, and he gives you a chance to win game in and game out every single time you go out there because he's got that type of talent. And again, Arizona football fans have sometimes not had that type of talent around here. Then we've got, uh, you've got uh, Noah Fafita behind him. Noah Fafita is obviously very, very good. Um, I do think that it's going to be fascinating to see what happens when he does get that, uh, when he does get that starting position because or because he is going to get that starting position. Not sure if it's going to be this year, not sure when it's going to be. But Noah Fafita will be out there at some point. And honestly, I know he's five seven. Get all of that. He deserves that opportunity right there. Um and uh we'll find out what happens. And then you got Braden Dorman as well. Four-star QB coming in here, going to redshirt this year. He'll be in the competition next year for the starting QB position, but I would imagine that that will be uh, Noah Fafita's job. But again, who knows? Then at the running back position, you got a stable of ponies back there. You've got the, uh, again, you've got Michael Wiley. We all know what Michael Wiley can do. Michael Wiley is a fantastic running back and a guy that can bring a lot to the equation from a uh, from a running perspective, from a pass receiving perspective, Michael Wiley's big time. We like Michael Wiley on this show a great deal. And then after that, you've got two other guys that can play as well. You've got a Jonah Coleman who, again, you look at it and uh, you look at uh, talk about a guy that's built a little bit like a Maurice Jones Drew. That is Jonah Coleman out there. He looks exquisite, or he looks uh, really, really good. And then you got DJ Williams and Brandon Johnson as well. The running backs uh, position is in good, good hands right there. Um, and that is a testament to Jed Fish and what he's been able to do. Then at the wide receiver spots. Wide receiver is one of the most loaded positions in the entire uh, uh, team on the team. It's the best position on the entire team, 
And not only that, I think that uh, you could make the case that it's one of the best in the entire, uh, you could make the case that it's one of the best in the entire country. It really is. I think, it, you know, at that stage, it's just that good. So, again, that's kind of where you are at that wide receiver position right there with a T-Mac, a Jacob Cowing, a, uh, uh, a Malachi Riley, a, um, a Kevin Green Jr., an A.J. Jones. Then at tight end, you got a Kean Burnett. You got a Tanner McLaughlin. You've got all kinds of talented pass catchers there. And I, that's why I think a lot of people are looking at it and hopeful that Jaden Delora is going to be able to make that next step, as am I, because you've got a lot to work with right there. And that's what I think is exciting about where this Arizona football team is right now is that you do have a lot to work with right there. Now, at uh, the offensive line, as we all know, games are won and lost in the trenches right there. And uh, one of my favorite cliches, a cliche that we've all heard until the end of time. But um, when you've got uh, when you've got, um, you know, Jonah Savanea, that's a good place to start. Now, as we've talked about before, Big Jonah is a first round pick. Big Jonah is what first round picks look like um, at that uh, that offense or at that offensive tackle position right there. I say offensive tackle because he's been playing offensive tackle. Now, I still think that he's probably best on the interior, but a guy like that, you know, um, he's uh, guys like that don't come around very often. And so, you know what, if he's able to uh, play that right tackle position and you feel better about some of the guys that you got on the interior, then by all means go with it. Because at one position, you're going to have, Excuse me. You're going to have Jordan Morgan. I would I would be pretty surprised if Jordan Morgan isn't back and 100 percent ready to go by this uh, uh, by the start of uh, uh, fall camp. He's moving around well. You watch him. He's stretching. He's kind of jogging around even without the brace on. He looks pretty good out there. I'm excited. I think you're excited to see what he can do. And he was obviously very, very good last year. And then, again, a big, big question mark that we've talked about all year has been at that tackle or the tackle spot opposite him. We like Joe Borjan on this show. Uh, he's a good player. Um, but I think the one thing uh, – I think the one thing that you got to look at, though, is you also got to wonder, um, how, is he good enough? Now, that's why I think you're throwing Jonas Savanea out there to see if, because, you know, if Jonas Savanea can do it, then you got some options on moving some guys inside. And so far, Big Jonah's been good. Uh, Big Jonah has been um, what they've wanted there at that uh, at that position. Um, so again, maybe this is a move where he's there pretty much all year. I could see that being the I could all season. I could see that being the case. So if you got those two with the tackle, then you got Wendell Moe and Josh Baker, and then you can go with a bunch of different dudes that other guard spot. But Arizona has options. Arizona has flexibility right there. Now speaking of options, speaking of flexibility, we got to talk about our guy, Fam, Rayshon Speedy Luke. All right. Now again. I'm not actually related to Speedy Luke, uh, contrary to what some people might think. But Speedy Luke is I got to I got to get see I got to see Speedy Luke at the ball 8 to 10 times per game this season. Don't care how it happens, don't care, you know, in uh, what context it happens. I need Speedy to get the ball. Speedy has got to be able to um Speedy has got to be able to not only get the ball, but he's got to be able to uh, get the ball in space. I think some people, um, I don't think some people uh, uh, 
look at it and say that um, uh, um, I, I don't think some people say that, uh, you know, with Speedy Luke, all right, well, he's got to earn his touches. I believe that he has earned his touches. I don't really care that I don't I don't really care that he's smaller. That, to me, that's not a reason for not returning kicks. There's all kinds of small guys that are returning kicks, and that's what Speedy Luke does. Why have the Ferrari if you're not going to let it run? Uh, if you're not going to let it run out there on the raceway, and so again, I would have him returning kicks. I would have him getting the ball three to four times out of the backfield, five to six or three to four times. Uh, you know, catching the ball in space. I think you've just got to be able to get him the ball. And honestly, I don't think it should really be that hard. That to me would be a big uh, emphasis for me. Then on the offensive or the defensive side of the ball, it's going to be interesting because as we know, last year the offense was very good and the defense was not very good. Um, but first, I think you're going to have a strength of the team you're going to be able to build around, and that's on that defensive line. I think with uh, I think at that defensive line spot already with a or excuse me, at the uh, linebacker spot, already with a Jacob Manu. And again, I know Jacob Manu is very tiny. It, it is funny watching a practice just how little he is, but man, he could play. And that, at the end of the day, that that's all that matters. He's he's uh, stronger now. Manu is a guy that's going to be in that linebacker spot for uh, the majority, for his entire career. He's not coming off the field. Then you got Justin Flo next to it. Justin Flo has been very boisterous all throughout camp. And again, I'm excited to see what Justin Flo can do. Um, you look at him and he physically looks the part in spades. Uh, Greg Biggins talked about, uh, how he is the, uh, the highest, you know, highest, uh, graded out linebacker that they graded in California in what the last 15, 20 years. And again, that talent doesn't just all go away. Sometimes I think you just got to get into a better situation right there. And I think that he's going to get in that spot. So you got those two right there. And then when Leviticus Sua is fully entrenched in there as well, you got three linebackers right there that are all that all possess all conference potential, I believe, um, or it's certainly on paper. So that I think the linebacking unit right there needs to be the strength of the team because you got some question marks elsewhere. I mean, you look at the deep. Now let's talk on the defensive line. You got Ty Ty Uyagalele. You got Jacob Kangaika at the D tackle positions. Those are both guys that were very, very nice finds by Jed Fish and staff. Um, not only were they nice uh, uh, um, by Jed Fish and staff, but they were also guys who, um, you know, I think could continue to work their way up. Keep in mind, uh, you know, a lot of people talk about Keon Bars and uh, Paris Shand leaving. They were also starting to lose uh, reps to those guys right there. So that's something that you really, you got to definitely keep in mind right there. Then, um, then you've got, uh, and then you've got guys who, are kind of at the same spot where um, you don't really know. Like, like, let's talk about that DN spot. I love Deuce Davis. I think Deuce Davis is going to be an absolute star here. Um, I think that he can be a double-digit sack guy. He's definitely put on some weight. Now, now, don't get it twisted here. He's probably about 230 pounds, but he's still, you know, it's still a process for him to get bigger because, again, he's just naturally more of a narrow guy. Um, now, we're going to talk about uh, Deuce Davis more in just a second, but first, Built Bar. Now, you might say to yourself, Mike, Deuce Davis, he should be consuming Built Bars. I'm sure he is consuming Built Bars because he's putting on good weight and he's putting on good weight in a quick amount of time. That would it indicate to me that he is consuming Built Bars. 
And again, Deuce Davis, um, probably uh, like anybody else, when you're leaving the gym, you like something good to eat. You like something where you're like, man, I'm looking forward to eating uh, such and such, not some chalky paste. That's where Built Bar says we've got you. They've heard the cries. They've heard the outrage. They've got you protein, and they've got you uh, good tasting stuff on top of that. So, again, check it out, Built Bar. We'll be right back with you. We're going to keep talking the D-line. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now we're staying with the defensive line right here. Um, so again, Deuce Davis, my guy, your guy, everybody's guy. He's just got to, I think, get that, you know, be able to take that next step. Um, I think he's still going to be a little bit more situational this year. And then I think as a junior, I think he's going to be able to play uh, the entire game because again, he's the one guy off the edge. That's kind of got that bend, kind of got that elasticity to be able to uh, turn that corner and get after the QB. And he's got that quick twitch muscle as well. So again, um, I think he probably leads the team in sacks this year. And then at that opposite, opposite to him, it's going to be interesting because you got some other guy, you got guys that you brought in. I think you're hoping that somebody could be Hunter Eccles where they're kind of underutilized at a, another place. And then they become pretty good players. I think you'd love to see that be the case. Um, but you're also going to see a guy like Deuce Lane. Uh, you got to remember that this was a four-star kid coming out of California. Uh, and uh, not only was he a four-star kid coming out of California, he was a player who he was a player who uh, um, showed uh, you know enough potential that schools like Michigan offer him places like that. Now he it, he's kind of in an interesting spot because he hasn't always been the um, he hasn't always been the uh, um, how do I put this. He hasn't always been the uh, uh, a guy that you've had a position for because sometimes he looks at like a linebacker, sometimes he looks like a defensive end. So I think you're trying to figure that out there. But he's a big dude. He's uh, He can definitely do some things. Then big Bill Norton on the defensive line. Uh, Bill Norton coming over here from Georgia is a massive individual. Um, this is a guy I don't really need sacks from. But I do need um, to be able to take up some blockers, and I think that's what Arizona is hoping that he can do, is that he can take up some blockers and uh, you know have a, a nice presence out there on the field, not looking for him to be Warren Sapp and get you 10, 12, 13 sacks this year, just looking for him to eat up space. And if you've seen Bill, Bill Norton, he should be able to eat up space because he's a massive, massive individual. Again, he is huge. So – that's kind of where you're at at the defensive line. Then in the secondary, to me, it's, now it's getting kind of fascinating. First of all, love Ephesians Prysock. Four-star kid out of California. Um, I think that he's going to not only start, but I think he is going to make people forget about Christian Roland Wallace very quickly. Prysock's about 6'2", probably about 205, but he moves very well. Like a guy like Takario Davis has a lot of potential, but he moves more like a guy who's about 6'3 or 6'4". Ephesians Prysock moves, uh, he just moves in a little bit of a different manner. I would imagine he's going to be your cornerback uh, number one. And then I think your cornerback number two is probably going to be Charles Yates. Now, Charles Yates uh, didn't run with the uh, uh, ones yesterday or uh, the day before, but um, he's been running with the ones pretty much all uh, all spring, and he's looked pretty good in the process. Look for both those guys to be uh, starters. Then after that, you got Traden Stukes, you got Takario Davis, you got guys like that. Then at that safety spot, 
It's interesting because I was not a fan of Gunnar Maldonado, but Gunnar Maldonado played pretty good ball at the end of last season. Um, and not only did he play pretty good ball at the end of last season, he showed an instinctive head for the game where I think uh, you're in, it's intriguing. But you look at the other cornerbacks, though, you got Isaiah Taylor, Jason Taylor's kid, who has a world of potential. There's a reason, in my opinion, that you, ran, that you let Jackson Turner go. And the reason that you let Jackson Turner go is because Isaiah Taylor was probably going to force his way into that starting lineup. And that is a good thing. Again, you like competition back there. You like guys that are able to make plays. And then Genesis Smith, guy we've been talking about from day one at that safety spot. Big dude, uh, physical Range Rover type. Again, built a lot like Adam Hall out there. I am. Uh, I think that he's got a world of potential for the Wildcats, and it would not surprise me at all if he is starting sometime early in the season because, again, he's got that type of ability to him. And then at the special team spot, I special teams is one of those spots at the U of A. It used to be such a strength, especially under Dick Tomey, that now if you don't hear about it, it's a good thing. Because remember, we've gone through years where we didn't have punters that couldn't punt the ball more than 12 yards. And we had uh, uh, kickers who were kicking the ball into the backs of the offensive linemen. Those days are gone, though. Um, but what's exciting, though, is that now you have a kicker in Tyler Loop who – you know, he might not have the biggest leg in the world, but I feel pretty comfortable from 45 to 40 yards in Tyler Loop is going to make the field goal. And that's honestly all that I really care about with seeing what we've had in the past. Then a punter, you got another good punter as well. So when we talked about Speedy Luke, I'd love to see him returning kicks as well. So again, a lot to like about this Arizona team. Now it's far from perfect, but I'm going to give you my, uh, pre or my uh, expectations here in just a second. Let's take a quick break. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right. Again, this team, I believe, is going bowling. This team should go bowling because, again, there is enough talent here. And not only is there enough talent here, um, I think that uh, you don't go into a ton of games this year and say, man, Arizona's got absolutely no chance in this game. And in the past, we've gone through a lot of games where Arizona has had no chance in games, and we know that Arizona has had no chance in games. That's where it's. That's why it's getting fascinating. So we will see exactly how this does all play out. But again, I believe that Arizona can get seven wins. I believe that Vegas is behind the curve on the Cats. This will be the last year, though, that I think they're going to be behind the curve. But remember, last year it was two and a half and three wins. Arizona got five. Now it's probably going to be four and a half or five. I say seven wins for the University of Arizona. Very bullish on what you got coming out here. But as always, would love to see everybody out there at the spring game. 3.30, come out there and back the A. They got all kinds of fun stuff going on there. Rob Gronkowski, Chris McAllister, uh, Antoine Quezon are all going to be here. So again, would love to see you out there. It's a great opportunity. They're trying to engage with the fans and not only are you trying to engage with the fans, trying to get people to uh, you know, buy into the program, Jed Fish and his staff are working hard, and you've seen the improvement on the field, and I think you want to continue to see it. So again, have a great rest of your Friday. Have a very, very uh, have a safe and a happy weekend. Would love, again, would love to see all of you out there for the spring game. It's a good opportunity. It's not too hot yet, not too cold. There's no excuses. So on that note, we will talk with you Monday. 
You have been listening to Locked On Wildcats.